in episode 7 of Associated with Trouble, the podcast, we will discuss our transition process from sticks and bricks to full-time RV life. We will recommend five steps in a potential timeline for anyone interested in starting this process as well. Finally, we will continue with our episode review of Battlestar Galactica. This week, we're breaking down Season 1, Episode 2. Welcome aboard to So Save We Travel. Hi, I'm Sean. Hi, I'm Charlie. And we are So Say We Travel. And this will be our seventh podcast episode. Yes. And as we like to intro these, the point of these podcast episodes is to share our experiences. Mm -hmm. And for me, experience is interchangeable with... Knowledge. Knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So we're hoping to share our knowledge with you. And hopefully through you witnessing our experiences, um, you can possibly avoid some pitfalls, um, avoid some mistakes we made in this process, or learn something, you know, and apply it to your own journey. Um, So, yeah. We're, it's been three weeks since our last episode. Yeah, we took a, we took a while to get this one out, yes. but we had reasons. Very much so. Um, this is the point where we do our, our update mm-hmm. on our transition from Sticks and Bricks to full-time life. And yes. we are happy to say. We are officially full-time RVers. Transition complete. complete. It is, it is over. Yes. Um, but like I said, it, it like she said, it took a lot. Yes. It yes. took a lot. It did take a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> you would think that moving into an RV and downsizing at the very last minute would have been an easy process, but it definitely was not. (laughs) But that's the thing, right? So like we didn't do it at the last minute. No, we didn't. But I felt like we had prepared ourselves enough and that at the very last minute, like we would, it would just be easy. We'd move the last bit of stuff into the RV. Mm -hmm. We'd get settled in the RV and it was an easy process. However, it's been what, a week? That we've been officially in it, and yeah. I feel like we're still not not done. Not done. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's another thing we'll definitely talk about later. But I think there's something to mention the fact that we were really diligent and deliberate about this process. We were, yes. And even with as prepared and the timeline that we set for ourselves, mm-hmm. it still felt like when it came down to the wire, yeah. there was so much to do. Yes. And I don't think that has anything to do with us putting it off to the last minute. Mm-hmm. I just think that there's that much stuff yes, to do when you transition your life to this, you know, stationary mm-hmm. place, this normal, typical way of living and going, doing things yeah. and go and, and totally change mm-hmm. the way that you live your life. Um, so saying that, I thought now that we finally completed the process, mm-hmm. we should take this episode and talk about our process from beginning mm-hmm. to end yes. and try to break it down and compartmentalize mm-hmm. it into five relatively big steps mm-hmm. that have little things that you do underneath yeah. and a potential te- timeline you could set things to. So if anyone's thinking about doing this process, you can kind of get a scope of what all is involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know that there's some people that weren't nowhere near as deliberate as we were. Yeah. Like they did a couple of these steps out of order mm-hmm. or skip them all together. Yeah. So it's important to note that we are not experts. Right. All of the things that we say we do and we suggest are our own experiences. And it worked for us. Worked for us. For our lifestyle and the things that we, you know, we the steps that we needed to take, it worked for us and yes. our family. Yes. It may not be the same for everybody, but these steps worked for us. Mm-hmm. And so again, if you're starting this process and you have no blueprint, no nothing to go off of, feel free to take our timeline and the mm-hmm. steps that we did and then plug your own actions in and 
some of these steps you may not have to do. You may be in an apartment. You may not have to worry about selling a house, mm-hmm. right? So some things may not apply to you. So just use it as you need to. Mm-hmm. And again, if you took a different route, that's totally okay. If you skip steps and you hindsight is 2020 and you still made it, mm-hmm. kudos to you. You know, yeah. we are not the end all be all at all. Again, we just want to share our experience. So hopefully someone who's looking into doing this mm-hmm. might get a little bit of information, help them along yes. in their process, streamline their yes. process. Yes, and then keep in mind, our total process is exactly one year. That's From start to finish, it yes. was one year. Yep. It can be more and it can be less mm-hmm. depending on how much work you put into it. But yes. our process was exactly one year. I was thinking about that and it's really, really, so I was thinking about timeline, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, well, how long did it take us? And I was like, wow, it has literally been exactly from inception, from mm-hmm. inception, the idea, like we want to do this yes. to we're living in it. Mm-hmm. It's been a year. So I yeah. thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we would say, so the transition's complete. There's not that much more to update. I, I know, we can talk a little bit about the past three weeks. Okay. Yeah. For the update. Yeah. Um, it was madness. It was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you th- you think it would have been easy, but it wasn't. Um, so let's see. When was, we officially were supposed to close a week ago. Mm-hmm. So we moved in on July 1st. We got the space. We moved our RV out of storage and we put it on the space July 1st. That was the goal. Mm-hmm. And we were supposed to close on July 2nd. Yes. That was what was supposed to happen. So God, I mean, it, it, we were upset and frustrated that the timeline kept getting pushed back for closing, but we kind of ended up needing that extra time. Yeah. It's kind of nice that we did have it. You know, so, yeah. but yeah, it was, it would have been, a, it would have been even worse if we were doing this all in one day. Yeah. 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 And, and things happen for a reason, yeah. you know, and we were, we spaced steps out and everything, but mm-hmm. it felt like these last three weeks have just been so dense with things that needed to be done with taking care of the house, getting that ready to be done yeah. with and then getting the, the Galactica ready. And we've only started on that journey, really getting mm-hmm. it ready. Yeah. Um, but either way, we got it done. It happened. Um, Finally. <laughs> we we made sure that we, we it, we're a team, mm-hmm. right? There were moments where it was definitely tense. Yes. Um, but we just reminded each other that we're, we're a team, yes. that we're trying to do this together, mm-hmm. that we are we're motivated. We knew why we wanted to do this. We totally believe in why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And again, we've been in here for a week and I feel completely and utterly validated in every single decision we've made up to this point. Yes. I have my only regret about all of this is I wish I'd have done it sooner. Yes. Um, I was just, Charlie's working now and I'm, I'm out for the summer um, making Maddie lunch. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I'd have to go to the refrigerator and then to the counter in the house, there's about two or three steps by one way <laughs> or the other involved with that process. And you just, when you're in the RV, you're like, I have to walk nowhere. It's all right it is there. all right here. Like yeah. it is so, it is so cool. It is so cozy mm-hmm. and it's so efficient. And like, and once you solve the giant Tetris puzzle of getting everything put in the right place yeah. and it's all where it needs to be. I, I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Um, we've been at it for a week now, living and sleeping in it full time. I'm enjoying the family time, the closeness, the yeah. closeness of the family. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a teenager and we have, Maddie, she's eight, but they're 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 right there, and I I love how close they are. I've seen, I feel like I've seen more of my teenager in the last week than I have in in months, because you know she she gets home, she goes to her room, she does her stuff, you know, and like she comes out like for 
you know, lunch and dinner, maybe breakfast if we're lucky. Mm-hmm. But you know, like this is this te- she's a teenager. Yes. Um, but you know, for the past. Well, week, then her room is is on the other side a of the whole house, den away from yeah, 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 yeah. And so now, you know, the past week, you know, she's she's been cuddling with me and you know laying well, with me, and you know we go and we take walks and stuff together, and so it's it's nice because she's she's right there. Well, yeah, she, if you, she but can't if you run away, if you get out to if you get out to go to the bathroom, you know, like. She's, she's right there, there you yeah. know. Like, um, yeah. but I think seen, she's enjoying it too, though. Definitely, I think she is really enjoying it so far. I, I think she's gonna like it a lot more. I think, I think so. the you see she has her nook, right, her bunk, yes. and it's her own personal space, and she goes up in there, but she comes down pretty often. Mm-hmm. I think she likes the fact that she has that tight little space, all of her stuff. Again, everything, right everything is yeah, right there, it's, you know. It's easy access. And uh, but I also have seen her again when she needs to. She'll go outside, mm-hmm. you know, and it's Texas. You know, it's Texas summer, but we've been really, really fortunate. We have. We got a it's lot of rain. It's been really, really nice. So. It's not 100 degrees at mm-hmm. all. I don't think it's reached 100 degrees at all yet. Mm-hmm. So we're really lucky. And yeah, keeping it nice and cool. We've got the whole outside space set up mm-hmm. um, to where, as if we were at a normal campsite with a couple of upgrades. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. We'll yes. show you all those in the future, though. <laughs> yes. um, but it's it's really nice. And again, the literally the whole world's her backyard. She goes out there when she needs that space. She's in there. She's got her own private space inside. And then we're, we're renovating right now yes. to make that space even larger for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, so glad we did it. Yes. So definitely. glad we did it. Mm-hmm. It was a, it came right at the end, it was a little intense, but we pulled it off. It feels like everything was going wrong on that, that day, too. When yeah. We moved yeah. out, like the very last day yeah. we were supposed to be in the house and moving everything out. Like one thing after another just kept going wrong. Mm-hmm. And it was a little minor stuff, but when it kept, when there were so many things, we that's when we were getting really frustrated. Not with each other, but mm-hmm. just the whole process in general was getting really frustrating. I think another thing, too, is up to this point, everything that we did was in our control. Yes. Every step true. with the process that's true. Mm-hmm. We was in our control. Now we're down to the wire, yeah. and certain things are out of our control, yeah. and we can't de- dictate when it's going to happen, yeah. when it's not going to happen, yeah. get it done when we're ready to get it done. And so we're made to flex around other variables happening and when it doesn't happen then all of a sudden it throws all of our stuff Mm -hmm. off so maybe it just felt more chaotic simply because of that fact like we couldn't schedule stuff we couldn't have you know it was outside of our control Mm -hmm. um well, I did schedule stuff and it didn't happen. Well, it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it was, again, it was relying on other people. Yeah, so maybe that's definitely what that's, added to the kind of strength, stress and intensity of yeah. these last couple of weeks. But mm-hmm. again, we want to apologize for not getting this episode out uh, last week, but we yeah. thought it'd be better to just not try and rush some stuff out. But also we could sit down and talk and, about this yeah. and, and get this episode out the right way. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, that's, I would say, is a good update. Yes. Transition complete. Right at the end, it was a little crazy just because (laughs) that's just the way it is. is. And uh, so now we are done with the process. And now we're going to tell you five five steps steps to consider, right? When you were looking at this, Mm -hmm. we're going with a year timeline. It took us a year. um, So things to consider. So step number one Mm -hmm. would be to buy an RV. Yes. So that's where we started. Yes. We went to Port Aransas. Mm -hmm. If you want to hear our story, definitely go check out our first episode and our Mm -hmm. shopping experience and how we ended up in the Galactica. We were really, really fortunate Mm -hmm. that we ended up in the Galactica. Um, It's what actually opened the door for us to consider doing this full time. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to know a bit about our shopping story and shopping experience and how we ended up in this rig and why it it opened the door for us to consider full timing, definitely go check out that episode. It's episode one. Mm -hmm. Um, 
how we accidentally ended up in the perfect RV. So things we were looking for was adequate space to sleep our family. Yes. Um, and the family at the time really was potentially five people. Yes. Two dogs. Yes. Um, so we bought a rig that was big enough, mm-hmm. but not too big. Yeah. You know, because it was always in, re- stuck to mm-hmm. what our truck could, could tow. The truck, yeah. So that really kept us from going too, too large and then having to downsize. But also, we didn't want to, we couldn't go too, we couldn't go mm-hmm. too small simply because all the people that we had that we were accommodating for in there. So I think those kind of restrictions, if you want to call them that, put us in this perfect RV. Mm-hmm. Like we got just the right size. You know, not too big, not too small. Mm-hmm. It fits us perfectly. Yes. And now that we're moving into it, mm-hmm. it feels even better. Like this, it's like a glove. We fit yeah. it like a glove. Um, but some things that we had to know when we were buying our RV were how, when, where, and why we were buying this. Yes. And this came from our salesman who did mm-hmm. a really great job. So he did. How do you plan to use it? Yes. So that's the first thing you need to ask yourself. What do you plan on doing with the RV? Mm-hmm. And that'll help you really narrow it down to you. Yep. So when do you, time do you plan to travel? If you're just going to be a summer traveler, then you mm-hmm. travel all year round. Mm-hmm. makes a world of a difference on what yes. type of materials you want to purchase. And again, all of this stuff more in depth is in that that episode that where we talked about the first episode mm-hmm. where we talked about when you go to buy your RV and things to consider. And also yeah. in an article on SoSoWeTravel.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so just loose them coming to consider how you want to use it. Mm-hmm. Um if you're going to be going north, if you're going to be going south, yeah. right? If you're going to be driving it, taking it out all the time, mm-hmm. um, or if you're when you're going to be using it, if it's going to be hot or if it's going to be and cold. Do you take long trips or mm-hmm. short trips too? That that can be a exactly. So some. just for example, um, there's some RVs that are wood interior, wood frame with aluminum siding. So there's a lot more bolts and stuff to hold yeah. it all together. Mm-hmm. And so if you drive that more on the road, that's the more it's going to shake, shake. Mm-hmm. and the longevity of that type of RV mm-hmm. will decrease the more you use it a lot faster than what we've got where you've got the aluminum frame with the fiberglass siding. Yes. So that's really the kind of things that you need to consider. Mm-hmm. So when you consider how you're going to be using it, when you're going to be traveling it, uh, traveling, if it's going to be hot all the time, you need mm-hmm. to know you need to have an AC, especially yes. if you're in Texas, right? But if you're going to be, if you're in Arizona, right? And you're right at moderate uh, elevation where it's nice 70, 80 degrees, mm-hmm. you could get away with an aluminum siding wood frame because it never gets hot, right? It doesn't take long to heat up or cool down. Yeah. Ours, right? It it moderates temperature better. Mm-hmm. It heats it heats up faster and cools down faster. Um, but you know that's all based on what time of year you're going to be using. All these mm-hmm. factors play into the type of RV you're going to get. So answer how you're going to use it, when you're going to use it, where you're going to be taking it, and why you're doing this, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Um, because if you're really just going to be weekend camping, you can have a blast weekend camping in a teardrop. Yeah. You know, like. Mm-hmm. So just all the things to consider. Um, then the next thing, of course, is budgeting, right? You're fact- factoring your monthly payment mm-hmm. and how this is going to look down the road. Um, so buying the RV, don't buy something that will bankrupt you, yes. right? Like, mm-hmm. so you can't do this full time because you have to have a source of income, right? right? So get an RV that is within your means to afford it, you know, now, mm-hmm. you know, and really like, if you know what you're going to do full time, think about down the road, what you're going to be doing, what your income will be then, mm-hmm. and maybe buy an RV that you can afford then yes. now, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Um, and then storage, like yes. you have to have a place to put this. Yeah, we had to think about that because we lived in a housing development that we couldn't store it in our driveway. Mm-hmm. So we had to have storage outside 
Um, so that's a big factor for us. I know it's not for some because some people can, you know, park their RVs in, in their driveways or on their land or something like that. Mm-hmm. So something to consider is where are you going to store it? Yes. So buy the right RV, right? Mm-hmm. Buy it for the right price um, and then have somewhere to keep it. That was the really first things that we had to consider mm-hmm. when we got the Galactica. We were, we were only we warriors then. Yes. And all those three things were still necessary mm-hmm. in order to, to get we the fa- ball rolling. We factor all of that before we even really started looking too because we had to make sure that we could afford the storage and the payment mm-hmm. um, as well. So mm-hmm. those are definitely things to look at first. Certainly, certainly. All right. And then step number two is very, very important. And it yes. seems like a no-brainer. But you got to camp in this. Yes, thing. you have to use it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's definitely better to use it. That way, you know if it's going to work. Yes. To do full time in or not. Yes. The she's Charlie's on the social media more than I am, but she's hearing stories and seeing people ask these questions. Yeah, I'm, I I joined a few Facebook groups of like full time RV living stuff like that. Um, but I'm I, I see a lot of people that are buying. They're selling their house. And then they're buying the RV and 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 the truck or mm. you know the classy or whatever it is that they're buying, but they're doing that and the, and then living in it and they have no idea what they're what they're doing because it's the first time that they've ever been in it or camped in it or anything like that and they're just asking a lot of questions that I felt like we did our research beforehand. Man, before we even like bought it, yeah, we had watched so many videos. But like- I find that people like doing like. Buying it and then asking the questions, and in my opinion, that's that's not the smartest thing to do. Um, you you should definitely do your research and everything before, and then you should camp in it and you should use it. You should figure it out. I mean, there were times when after we first bought it that we did some really dumb stuff, and we've talked about that in the previous mm-hmm. videos. But I cannot imagine if we were full time living and then making those mistakes, yes. and how fresh, how more frustrating it would have been at that time. Yes. So definitely camp in it, use it, make sure everything works travel with it because nuts and bolts are going to come mm-hmm. come apart and so you definitely want to fix everything that you can before you f- full time full time in it. Yeah, I think it was our uh I think it was a guy in finance or our our salesman that told us that that's why these warranty programs are so robust. Yes. They can't quality control these things. Yeah. They just can't. They can't take them out and test them on the road. They yeah. literally build them and they put them out there. Um, in the gaming community, we like to, when you, your game is called a paid beta test, that's not a good thing, right? <laughs> but it's kind of the, the norm yeah. in, in the RV community. You buy it and then you take it out there and you actually fix the problems, work out the bugs and the kinks yeah. while you're on the road. Yeah. And it's expected. It's kind of that's what's going to happen. You know that's going to happen. So right. if you could get out there and work out all the kinks while you still have the stability of living in mm-hmm. a home yeah. because you're camping regularly on the weekend, you know how your truck handles your mm-hmm. rig in certain conditions with certain weights, certain areas, you know how much gas it takes to get from one location to another. All these things, the more experience you get in mm-hmm. it, right? The more things like just wear and tear, like yes. a door came yeah. off on ours and, mm-hmm. you know, just from driving it around, mm-hmm. I had to put that back on. Like mm-hmm. there's worse things that definitely can happen, yeah. you know, that with these where it's just the nature of the process. You take it out there and you put it on the road yeah that's when the quality control happens. That's when the troubleshooting happened. I can't imagine being out there Mm -hmm. and your home is behind you and you find out for the first time, oh crap, I need a jack. Yeah. Oh crap, I need jack stands. Yeah. You know, like 
Yeah. So the, camp in it. Get some time in it. Get some experience on your belt with it. Yes. Don't just buy it, lock it away somewhere, and then sell your house, then get it, and then go. For us, again, this is what we did. I feel it really, really helped us to work out the kinks with the Galactica, kind yeah. of troubleshoot. Um, yeah, and one of one of the the things that we did too is when we had that really bad freeze because we're in Texas, so we had that really really bad freeze, and we didn't do everything that we sh we should have done. Mm -hmm. um, I'll admit we did make a couple of mistakes with the Galactica, so yes, um, we didn't winterize it correctly. So we intentionally took it out the the week after or a couple weeks after to the go freeze and just make sure everything make was sure, okay. Yeah, we we hooked everything up to make sure it was all okay, and it wasn't. Yeah. Um, and so we've had to make the, those fixes and those those changes. But that gave us the experience to know next time we need to do it differently. We need to winterize it the correct way and, mm -hmm. and things like that. But that gave us the opportunity because we were still able to go home to our sticks and bricks, you know, and have that stability and not have to worry about the fact that their stuff was broken, you know. Yeah, living in and it, living while, stuff in was it broken. while stuff was broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and that's not to say stuff isn't going to break while you're living in it. That's true. Yeah. But... But then you'll have you have the, the experience, experience and the knowledge of like and going through it beforehand mm -hmm. and not for the first time out there on the road with your family on the side at a Walmart somewhere. Yeah. You know, like I, I couldn't even imagine. I But there's just different types of people. And maybe we're just not those kinds of people where we, we, we got to test this stuff out. Yeah. We got to figure it out. Yeah. So let's go back, just real quick timeline. Mm -hmm. So we bought it in August. So bought it in August. We would have bought it in, in July, but we couldn't because okay. you'll be able to see why yeah, in the, yeah. the previous videos. Yeah. So just for your timeline. So step number one for us happened in August. Yes. We bought and it in August. we got how many trips in before December? A lot. A lot. We, we were... went at least two times a month. Yes. At least. And then we took one really long trip. Yes. Went, we did a week long down to Louisiana. Right. We so went to Louisiana and Mississippi. And how, how far was that? Yeah, it was it was a good. It was ways. a nine hour drive. Yeah, to, yeah, 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 yeah. To New Orleans, mm -hmm. and then two we, hours up to Mississippi. Two hours up to Mississippi, and then we went straight from Mississippi back. Home. So, in other words, we were putting the Galactic up through its paces. Yes. We took a varying. We took short trips pretty mm -hmm. regularly, about an hour long. Mm -hmm. We took eight nine hour trips to Louisiana. Mm -hmm. You know, so even we were just weekend warriors. Yes. You know, like mm -hmm. we, but we were putting it through its paces. We were learning everything we could about this rig. So. That's kind of our camping timeline. Um, mm -hmm. We did that for the longest time. Um, but when did we decide to, nope, let's go on to step three. So camping it, live <laughs> yes. in this thing, yes. live in this thing, right? So then, Well, step number three is really when we kind of started thinking about yes. doing it full time. Yes. yes. And that's income, right? Um, again, we've talked about this before. This is probably going to be the hardest thing about transitioning this yes. life. Not so hard necessarily. And for, again, I have seen people doing this jumping into it full-time and then asking everybody what do you do for i can't work? even that is even i know i don't know i don't know how people do that I, I i could not do it i cannot fathom how people do that yeah we made sure that we had income before we even thought about doing a yes full-time budget RV. everything like so, okay so if i'm doing this job uh i need to do this much this job in order to make this much to cover the payment mm -hmm. for the truck the yeah the gas yeah. etc so we have budget a planned perspective budget for full-time life yeah you know before mm -hmm. we even yeah. anyway i know <laughs> i just i can't anyway so we do we both have really really good jobs yeah we do really really we do okay yeah we do good. We, you know we live inside our means mm -hmm. and that's always been our thing so we wanted to make sure that when we go and do this life that we're again living inside our means mm -hmm. we're foregoing a lot of luxury things mm -hmm. you know but uh yep. we're both switching to some remote jobs 
Um, and something that was really important that when we started this process is I was thinking, man, I got to go learn. Uh, I was considering for a moment for a bit to do tech support. Something I could do remotely is tech support because you do really, really well in that job and you can do remotely. Yeah. But that would require me going in all these certifications and investing a lot of money and essentially all of the training and experience that I have in my current job would have been a waste. Yeah. You know, I have to reinvest. And so then we heard a podcast mm -hmm. saying that it's it's not about some people you take that opportunity to do that. But if you don't want to do that, all you have to do is take your skill set that you currently have mm -hmm. and repackage and rebrand yourself yeah. in a way that can be done remotely. Yes. And so that's essentially what we did is like, I'm an educator. So I started looking at potential sites where I could be a teacher and mm -hmm. do it online. Um, and there's tons of sites out there to do that. Um, there's GoGo Kid, uh, VIP Kid, and at a, at a minimum, at a minimum, there's tons of other ones. Yeah. I was lucky to find one that was right in my niche, right in my alley, gives me a lot of control of my schedule mm -hmm. and, and the money and pricing and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we had all that stuff factored in. And then we, your job, right? Yeah. So uh, the, I, I worked in a small office, a small um, optometry office, but um, I guess 2020 when we had to shut down and stuff, it really kind of opened up the doors for, for remote um, because my job wouldn't have been able to do remote, um, you know, way back when. But with the people that I work with, they're amazing. I, I love them. They're amazing bosses. Um, I actually went to them and I asked them, I was like, you know, this is something that we want to do. Um, this is a lifestyle change that, you know, we want to make for, for my family. Is it possible for me to do part of my job remotely? I wouldn't be able to do all of my job because I do a lot of different things in that office because it's a small office. But I asked them if there was a way that I could do part of my job remotely. And so we talked about it and the fact that I've been them, with them for a long time, um, they agreed to give me the opportunity to do that. Um, won't be able to find that with everything. You know, mm -hmm. everybody won't have that same opportunity, but it is worth looking into if you are able to do your specific job remotely. Um, I have education in, in billing and coding. Um, I, I'm certified and stuff like that. So even if they did not allow me the opportunity, I could still probably find a job doing that for somebody else. I actually have a cousin that works for um, a hospital she, and she does billing and coding. She works from home. So it would have been possible for me to do that because I already have that education. I already have that background. I already have all the certification and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. um, I could have taken my skill set and gone to anybody. Thankfully, I was able to do it with my current employers. Um, but again, you can do that remotely with, with anybody. You can get jobs with hospitals. You can get jobs with, um, I don't know, there's a, like outsourced companies that um, do billing and coding for different people. Um, so that, that's something I would have looked into if, if I had to, but I was fortunate enough to still work with, for my employers. Yeah. So I mean, for us, when did we start considering this? Like what, what in the time was right after we got back from Mississippi. Yeah. Um, yeah. we kind of played with the idea a little bit, mm -hmm. but then we really kind of started getting serious, um, like November, December Yeah, time. so November, December, right? Yeah. So, but, and all this while we're still, again, we're camping, Yeah. right? So we're researching, watching videos, like mm -hmm. watching what people do, tricks of the trade, how they're making it happen, mm -hmm. what their online jobs they're doing, what internet packages they're using. That's a really big one. That is. Finding mm -hmm. a way to connect on the road. So start researching the one that will work best for you because there's all types of different suppliers out there. Yes. All sorts of different data plans. Mm -hmm. um, we haven't really picked one yet. Yeah. Uh, whenever we do, we'll definitely share that with you and, mm -hmm. and let you know how it works for us. But yes, so we went, so August we bought it. Mm 
Mm-hmm. We camped every pretty much every weekend, did a mm-hmm. big trip in October. Yep. November and December, we were like, hey, this is something that we might really want to do really full time. Do, yeah. And uh, then we started looking, well, how can we make it happen financially for us? Mm-hmm. And so we started rebranding, repackaging, reapplying mm-hmm. um, ourselves and our skill set yeah. into getting a job. Yeah. Okay, so step number four, you got to sell your house. Well, you don't have to, but we did. Yes, we needed to. <laughs> but some people I can, 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 cannot, you know, yeah. they, they can rent it out. They can do whatever they want to do with their house, but we chose to sell our house. Yes. Um, again, I, I think I mentioned this before in, in one of our, our updates on the transition is after everything we learned about minimalism and everything we considered at the least, we would have downsized our home. Mm-hmm. We would yes. have sold our home and got something smaller. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because once you realize we don't need all this stuff, yes. we don't need all this space, we are overpaying for this massive house, mm-hmm. I would have downsized our home and, and started putting some of that money yeah. into experiences. Definitely. You know, so mm-hmm. at the least, we would have downsized our home. But we decided, you know, we're going to sell the home. We are perfectly comfortable with the space yes. in the Galactica. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to get that process started. Mm-hmm. And based on where you're at and what the market's like, that could be a long process yeah. or it can be a relatively short process. For yeah. us, it was a it was, medium process. I mean, it wasn't a really, really short process, but it, it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't long. It wasn't long. Yeah. No, I don't think so. The, the, there was a lot of things that were involved, not necessarily, not even with the the selling of it, the paperwork and the realtor and everything. It was more about just getting it ready to sell it. Yeah. And what do we do with all this stuff? Yeah. <laughs> right. So we started doing our downsizing. We did. Um, we started budgeting for our repairs necessary to do well, the home to sell. Yeah, it. the first step was we were gonna we decided the day we were gonna put it on the market. Yes. Right? So we picked a day that we were, were like, all right, this is the day we're gonna put it on the market. So then that gave us a timeline to get it ready. Mm-hmm. And I think we had four, five weeks, maybe. I think it was five weeks that yes. we took to get the house ready. Yes. So we we knew that we didn't want to move in the middle of the spring because that's a really busy time for me mm-hmm. it's a really busy time for the girls mm-hmm. um so we knew that once summer came yes. we'd have a lot more free time we could put more time into it so mm-hmm. that pushed our timeline we, the whole spring we just camped yeah you know we just got more experience we did mm-hmm. a whole bunch of camping yep. um but we really didn't make two big moves did we we met with them in the spring we met with our realtors in the spring we did to set our timeline yeah i think we met her in maybe march or april march yeah yeah so we used mm-hmm. that so we met in march that was our timeline again i'm sorry we didn't say, so we bought it in August of 2020. Yes, August 2020. So we didn't say the year. So we bought it in August of 2020. Mm-hmm. November, December, we started getting serious about this. Yep. 2020, we mm-hmm. started researching, looking for sources of income. Meanwhile, we're camping, building yes. our experience yep. in mm-hmm. it. And then March of 2021, we're like, we're going to go have a meeting with our realtor. Mm-hmm. We're going to sell our home. Yep. We're moving into the RV. Yes. We were pretty much committed at that point. We started telling family and mm-hmm. friends that we're doing this. I think one of the things that we were thinking about over those few months was when we were going to leave. Yes. You know, to do the full time. Yes. Um, and so we actually decided to stay in our current town that we're in um, full time living. But we were actually going to stay here for another year. More troubleshooting. Yes. More security. More security. Yes. Um, financially. That's why yeah. we made the set. Well, two reasons. Financially and because uh, Peyton wants, wants to do a year of high school. Yeah. But I so. mean, but also it's, again, troubleshooting. Like. I would much rather find out. Yeah, this is not the life for me. Mm-hmm. While I still have my job, yeah. while I'm still in, because mm-hmm. we could always reintegrate. Mm-hmm. I don't. I highly doubt that's going to happen. But even still, like mm-hmm. just gradually, you know, doing this over the 
you know, so we decided that for the next year, we're going to be living in the RV full time, yeah. but pretty much everything else about our lives is going to stay the same, yeah. you know? So just to kind of get used to living in it, mm -hmm. working in this thing, like, um, and before we actually get on the road and start driving. Yes. So some people would say that's overly cautious. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. You can say that if you want. <laughs> yeah, I feel safe. I feel yeah. like we've been, we feel like we're doing it making the right good way time for us. For us. Yeah. yeah. So again, we were started budgeting for necessary repairs, getting the house squared away, getting it ready to sell. Yes. The downsizing was a huge part of it. We that are, was terrible. <laughs> we thought we had thrown away so much stuff. We yeah. did throw away so much stuff. We but did. Still, we moved a lot of stuff into this rig mm -hmm. and then we're just like, okay, we got to get some more stuff out. Yes. We yes. are still downsizing. We're still downsizing. And now that we're living in it. Mm -hmm. um, but we also started researching permanent parts at that time. Yes, we did. So like, okay, so when we do sell the home and we take the Galactic out of storage, where are we going to put it? Mm -hmm. Where is the first place we're going to live? Mm -hmm. So we started looking at places in the area. Things you need to consider when you do that mm -hmm. is the amenities that are there, yeah. your commute, how mm -hmm. close it's going to be to your job. Yeah. We were very, very fortunate to we find were. a place that mm -hmm. wasn't far at all from where our home was. The, the space we found was absolutely perfect. Yes. Um, it doesn't change our commute at all. It doesn't change um, school for the kids. Um, it doesn't really change anything at all except location and budget, know, but budget. Oh yeah. But that's a huge one. Gosh. Huge, huge, huge. So for the next year, our, our income stays the same, relatively the same, mm -hmm. but our expenses, as far as a mortgage and utilities it's cut in like a quarter. Yeah. So you know? yeah. we're, we're hoping, we're hoping we're, we will save a significant amount of money over the next year. Yes. And before we go onto the road that we have some money set aside, mm -hmm. you know, just for different things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like, Step number four, figure out the hard choices. When are you going to transition out of your sticks and bricks into your rig yes. and start taking the steps necessary to make that happen? Mm -hmm. Of course, if you're in an apartment, you know, no, I'm going to end my lease. You At know, this time. I'm not yeah. re-upping. Let the people mm -hmm. know if your roommate situation, give them those 30 day notices, mm -hmm. start packaging up your stuff. Storage unit. Mm -hmm. We knew we didn't mention that like yeah. storage unit. Part of our downsizing was getting a storage unit. Yes. Um, so we started figuring out what we were going to keep and what we didn't yeah. want. To so keep. we chose to keep our two living room furniture sets mm -hmm. for our girls. Yes. So when they get their own place, they don't have to worry about getting furniture. So we're going to go ahead and keep a storage unit not far from where we are at all. Mm -hmm. um, it won't be hard to move. We're pretty okay. sure they're going to end up in this area. Yeah. Yeah, but if we do have to move it to another state, it's and not big. It's a little mm -hmm. five by fifteen. I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for relatively inexpensive climate control and everything, so mm -hmm. it's not. It's good. It's really, really good. Yeah. And then our keepsakes are in there. We yeah. got about eight totes worth of keepsakes, mm -hmm. stuff that we just really weren't don't want to let go right. of. Um, have sentimental value mm -hmm. for us. Yeah. And then step number five, you gotta move into move it. into the rv and you, you think that's a no-brainer again just yeah. a natural thing but it is a process it is a process it's God, a huge it's a process. process we are in the middle of that when we are not done um we're yeah. still downsizing <laughs> <laughs> we moved a bunch of stuff into it and then as you're slowly organizing and putting things in the in its place you're like I don't need this. It's not, yes. it's not fitting. It's not going to fit. It's just taking up space, unnecessary space. And not serving any purpose. Do a purpose. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think I, I mean, I think I've, I heard Trisha over at Keep Your Daydream said that stuff that has two purposes mm -hmm. is very valuable. And so you're like, if it doesn't serve any purpose, it's, it's definitely done. out the door. If, yeah, it, if it serves one purpose, is that purpose one I'm going to be using every day yeah. regularly? That's mm -hmm. out the door, you yeah. know? So even when you think you're done downsizing mm -hmm. and you move into the RV, like we've moved into it. All yeah. of our stuff was in there and we're like, nope, 
You know, like, <laughs> yeah. we got to get rid of some more stuff. Yeah. Because then you get into, I'm pretty sure we're not at all the GVWR of the Galactica. Mm -hmm. um, our truck could probably tow all of the stuff we put in it on day one just fine. Yeah. But it's really about quality of life and not feeling crowded yeah. um, and just keeping in that mindset mm -hmm. of going minimal yeah. and only keeping it and using it if it's absolutely Mm -hmm. brings you value brings you joy and is practical, practical. and yeah, functional definitely. um so yeah that's and it is now when do we move in a week ago a week ago which was july july 2nd july 2nd mm -hmm. so july 2nd 2021 so again if you want more in-depth like descriptions of that process we did every two weeks mm -hmm. going back about three or four months yeah. about kind of the, the the end of the game like when we started mm -hmm. transitioning just yeah. check out those updates mm -hmm. at the beginning of every podcast episode um they're actually time stamped on each youtube video so you don't mm -hmm. have to watch the whole thing you can just click on it for the updates and that gives you more in-depth information of what we did day to day yeah. that happened kind of in the last five or six months of this mm -hmm. process yeah. So, yeah, it took us a year. Um, again, we are living in it full time. We're not going on the road yet. We're still going to do some longer we're, trips. We're going to take longer trips because yeah. because of the fact that my job is allowing me to be remote. Um, it gives me a little bit more opportunity because, um, I mean, he's a teacher, so he gets breaks and stuff like that. Kids get breaks. But I was never able to take those breaks um, in my current situation at my job. Um, but now that I'm able to do my job remotely, it gives me the opportunity to to still work. Um, even, you know, when we go on these trips, so that gives us the opportunity to go out, even though we're, we're still planning on staying where we're at, staying stationary and stuff like that. But we can take those longer trips when we get those school breaks, like Christmas and Thanksgiving and stuff like that. We can go take those longer trips, which we haven't been able to do in the past. So I'm really mm -hmm. looking forward to that. Yes. So we're going to be doing, we'll be doing weekend warrior trips, our usual campsites, yes. one of our favorite places within mm -hmm. an hour or so away. Mm -hmm. But during the holidays, we'll be able to take longer Over. trips, get more of those in. And go see family and yes. stuff like that, which is not something we've been able to do. Yes. So I'm really excited for that. And living in the uh, the Galactica full-time, which mm -hmm. I am happier than pig in a, oh my God, peanut pot. It's great. I love yeah, living no, in there. It's, it's, it's so great. And, uh, and then, but all the while, we'll be stationary, relatively stationary for mm -hmm. a year before we actually get on the road and start going around the country. So took us a year to get to this point. Mm -hmm. um, we'll definitely keep you tracked, uh, posted on how it, we're doing with the next year yeah. living in it. And yeah. then hopefully you stick around to see how we do for the years after that. So definitely. that's our process. Hopefully you learned something from it. Hopefully. And uh, yeah, good luck. <laughs> All right. Now's the time of the video where we, uh, episode talk, where we talk about some yeah. Battlestar Galactic. Battlestar Galactic. So we are now on episode two of season one. Yes. Um, the title of this one is Water, um, and you will find out why. Um, and I've always really enjoyed this one because, again, the reason we chose the Galactica is because we watch the show. We're absolutely huge fans. Yes. But you see so many parallels between yes. these people traveling <laughs> yes. across the galaxy and yeah. living full time in an RV. Yeah. And just different things to consider. So this episode titled Water was directed by um, Marita Grabiak. I hope I'm saying that right. And written by Ronald D. Moore. Executive producers are Ronald D. Moore and David Icke. Um, water. All about water conservation. We're going to do an episode on how important that gray tank is yes. in the Galactica <laughs> and <laughs> making your water go as long as possible. Yeah. Um, this episode, it's the second episode in season one. 
And it's so perfect because they are low on water. Yes. And so all the parallels of that life being in space with a little bit of water just crosses so it well. It translates really well. So well. So again, so I, we absolutely love the show. And so we named the ship the Galactica. Our boys are named Kilo and Paula for pilots in the show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're just now joining us, that's what this is all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so episode two, um, it starts off with Grace Park, mm-hmm. Boomer. And she's kind of woke up in this kind of confused fugue state. Mm -hmm. She's soaking wet, dripping water everywhere. She doesn't really know where she is. She doesn't even know what time it is. Actually, she finds out after the fact from a deckhand Mm -hmm. that she thought it was the night before, but it's actually the next morning. morning. Um, So she's like looking around, like, where am I? And there's a reason I'm calling her Boomer, right? Mm -hmm. That's her call sign because she's a pilot call sign. Yes. Um, If you just now joining us, spoiler alert, Boomer is a Cylon, okay? <laughs> she, there's another one of her running around yes. on Caprica with Hilo. Um, we call this one Boomer, and we'll call that one with Hilo Sharon, okay? Um, so she's confused. She finds her uniform in a bag. She's got, and there's explosive in the bag. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what is going on? She's freaking out. She changes out her uniform, mm-hmm. and she takes the, the explosives to the small arms locker. Mm-hmm. It's where they keep all the weapons and everything. Yep. And in there, she finds... There's other explosives missing as yes. well. So she's now really, really freaking out. Um, and this is the intro of the show. It shows uh, other explosives with some C4 with it, it looks like. They're underwater somewhere. You don't know where it's at, but they're underwater somewhere beeping. And then it shows, then it cuts to the intro of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, enter back into the episode, and it's got uh, Colonel Ty, it's got Lee Adama. They're putting on their formal uniforms, it's mm-hmm. the brownish gray. With the kind of leather brown strap that goes across the middle. It's not the blue one. It's not the flight suits. It's just this weird, hideous color. Um, <laughs> I was in the Marines and we had like a uniform for everything. Yeah. You know, we all know the dress blues. Very, very nice. The Charlies were those green ones, you know, like they're okay. <laughs> they're, you know, like, but you wore them like yeah. they, they kind of, so the that uniform looks kind of like our Charlies, but that's their nice uniform. It's really, really weird. <laughs> so they were like, well, they're getting on it because. Uh, Roslyn's coming mm-hmm. and Adama is trying to um, help her feel more presidential, mm-hmm. kind of make her settle into the role. Yeah. At first, she thinks that he's doing it because he's trying to flex on her mm-hmm. and show how strong the military is. But no, it actually turns out she finds out from Lee that Lee, yeah. Lee no, he it. hates this kind of stuff. He's doing it for you to try and make you feel more presidential so you realize that Adama respects the position. Mm-hmm. You know, he may not necessarily respect the woman, the woman yet, but after what they've been through, he knows. He respects the position, the authority of being the president, yeah. and that he's all the business. You yeah. know, it's like she handles the political stuff, mm-hmm. he handles the military stuff, yep. he's there to do his job. Yep. So she comes aboard and they're talking about their water recycling process. Yes. <laughs> Wish we had one of these on our <laughs> Galactica. <laughs> Apparently, the Galactica, the Battlestar Galactica's recycling water capabilities. A hundred percent effectiveness. Yes, I guess they they take their black tank and they recycle it to fresh water. Fresh water tank. Yes. Like, what technology is this, and when can we, we get it in our rig? Oh my god, because that'd make things so amazing. It would. Yeah, but uh, so that's pretty much. They will never ever need water mm-hmm. once they fill up. They could travel forever. Forever. Um, and not only that, they can actually help other ships they ships can put their dirty water in mm-hmm. and other ships in the fleet dirty water in galactica mm-hmm. can recycle it yeah. 
and then give them back clean water. So right. essentially, it could be the the water source for the entire the entire mm-hmm. fleet. They yep. never have to worry about water. Yes. Um, actually, in the process, they're doing a bit of a ceremony. Galactica is showing the uh, Adam and the crew is showing the process by which they re-water, retank mm-hmm. the other ships. So mm-hmm. she's there witnessing all of this. Um, camera cuts to Boomer, and she's talking to Chief. Now we didn't really talk about this too much, but her and Chief have this kind of illegitimate fraternizing relationship going on he's enlisted she's an officer and they're not supposed to be doing this yes for anybody that isn't familiar with military, military life that's right. frowned upon yeah and uh so she when she's all the stuff's going crazy boomer goes to cheap and she's like i had explosives i don't know what to do she doesn't realize all the stuff that's going on like she wakes up from these blackouts yes yeah so she doesn't know that something is going on you yeah know, that yeah, well, we really, we don't even know at that point. Right, yeah. It You're weird, but it's obvious. It, it, yeah. It's we, obvious. We know that she's doing something she's probably not supposed to, but she doesn't remember doing it. Yeah. Um, so she she feels that she's responsible, but Chief, because he, he's all up into her, he loves her, he's like, you have nothing to do with this, just a misunderstanding, I'll help you fix it. So he colludes with, like, hiding. He doesn't lie, but he doesn't tell the full truth either. Yeah. So in the middle of this refueling ceremony, explosions go off. And the explosions are the water tanks. Yes. And so all, Not all of the water tanks. A lot of it. A, but a lot 60%. Of it. Yeah, they lose the, 60%. Of 6%. Water. Of, so it's obvious that someone has sabotaged the Galactica and they blow up 60% of their water invented into space. Yes. Um, think of a hunter. You know, animals need to drink, right? So you go to watering holes to wait for them to come. If your animal never has to drink, never has to come to water, that's one less obvious place that you have to look for. Mm-hmm. So if you're the Cylons trying to catch the humans, you take away their ability to not ever have to come to a watering hole, right? right? So it makes sense that that's why someone a Cylon obviously sabotaged their water supply. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously the next thing is they have to send out rescue, uh, not rescue, but searching missions to find water in nearby solar systems. Mm-hmm. Boomer actually gets tasked on one of those, yes. and it's a whole deal. Um, Meanwhile, again, the Galactica, President, Adama, Lee, Ty, they all come to the same conclusion that I just came to. The Cylons have sabotaged our water supply. And uh, Adama says it himself. There's at least one Cylon aboard the Galactica. Mm -hmm. Brings us back to that storyline of they look like us. Mm -hmm. You kind of got away from it in 33, the last episode. Mm -hmm. You didn't talk about it too much. The fact that they're human Cylons Mm -hmm. there. Um, so it's, it's this episode 33 really kind of reintroduced the whole series. This episode kind of brings back storylines, least PTSD, um, the, the Cylons look like us, Mm -hmm. like starts reintroducing all that stuff back. Little side story is really interesting is, uh, Baltar gets tasked with doing his Cylon detector. Mm -hmm. And so they assign Gata to help him. He doesn't want anybody around him. Conference of headset. She's like, you don't want him to shoot because me. he doesn't really have a Cylon detector. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. <laughs> so he doesn't want anybody to find out <laughs> that, that he it's not real. One. So to get rid of Gata, he ducks into a card game where mm-hmm. Starbuck is playing, mm-hmm. and it was a really interesting scene where you see Starbuck. Starbuck is absolutely infatuated with his intellect and his charm. Has a hardcore crush on him. Head six is insanely jealous. Like it's it's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a really cool scene. Anyway, so the water search teams go out and all of them come up empty, except for Boomer and her pilot, her co-pilot, Crashdown. They find water on the planet that they're on, and that's good news. That's great news. 
but Boomer can't actually say it. Something is stopping her from saying she's looking at the readout and she's like, it says positive, but she's like, I don't see anything either. But in her head, and it takes a little bit, it's like you could tell she's fighting this urge, her programming. You could go ahead and say it, right? (laughs) To say no, to not let them find the water. She finally, and then you find out there's actually explosives as an extra measure. She put the explosive there herself as an extra measure in case she overrides like you know like they do find water so it's like this sleeper program working in her because she's a cylon is doing all sorts of numbers on her she actually goes to trying to start to press it in the moment there's a struggle of her admitting to her co-pilot that she's found water and then stopping herself from blowing them each other up blowing up because she did find the water it was a really interesting scene she actually says i'm having trouble saying it um, kind of clues her into the struggle that she's had, but finally she overcomes it. Mm-hmm. And she says, I found water. And she takes her hand away from the explosives. Um, so they get back to the Galactica um, and they, they're all excited. They found water. They can go to the water now. They've they got a water hole, crisis averted. Um, but Boomer tells Chief, I need you to go get that explosive out of there. Don't let no one else check it out. There's an explosive in there. So you kind of see that, again, she's keeping him caught up in her hiding her colluding she's wrapping him up in and unfortunately he knows what the right thing to do is but he's so infatuated with her he loves her Mm -hmm. that he keeps going with her down this tunnel and helping her hide and you you we'll get to it at the end right you like to think she's innocent Mm -hmm. but is she manipulating him or is she genuinely concerned and afraid and trying to hide hide it you know um and so then it, it does go back to uh hilo and sharon um, they're actually back on Caprica um, and they actually hear a, a signal, a colonial signal. So they do think that there are other people on the planet um, of Caprica. So they make um, efforts to to try to find them. Right. So they go and they they or they, they plan to to try and find them. Um, but there's a scene between them where maybe there's something something there like kind of romantic between the two of them mm-hmm. um and you cut you'll find out later you know why he feels that way but and and then why sharon is is doing that yes. um you'll find all that out later but there's a moment there where they kind of it connect kind of, and kind of romantically uh there might be something there mm-hmm. um and then let's see what else um it cuts back to toward the the very end i guess is when roslyn is with Apollo mm-hmm. and she asks him to be her military advisor. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first he's kind of like, Whoa, you know, my, my dad, like Adama, he, he's the one who is in charge of the military. He's the highest commanding officer. Um, you want to go to him. And he, she's like, no, 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 that's, that's not what I'm asking. I actually just need advice about the military. She has no idea what the military is um, involves in and stuff like that. So she asked him to basically just advise her about the military mm-hmm. um, and give her advice about how to handle um, Adama, you yeah. know, and those kind of decisions and stuff like that. She, she just wants advice. Um, and so he accepts that role. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He accepts that role and he's like, well, who's going to tell um, my father? And she's <laughs> like, well, I've, that's your first task is to, <laughs> to tell your father that yeah. you are my military advisor. Yeah. And, the, the beginning of that conversation, right? Again, I'll talk about it in my critiques of the episode, but begin that conversation, that episode, uh, that moment, it, he's talking to her about his having to shoot down the Olympic carrier. 
yeah. and the burden of that, that responsibility. Yeah. And yeah, so you kind of she talks about an experience that she had with the former president Adar mm-hmm. and how he handled it. And she kind of helped Apollo mm-hmm. kind of a way to to deal with that to and with the yeah. burden of mm-hmm. leadership and making those hard choices, mm-hmm. which led into that conversation yes. about him being the military aid for. Mm-hmm. But that has a lot more implications yes. down the road. Um, so the, the episode closes with this really pretty much chief hugs Sharon, says, I've got you. We're fine. Mm-hmm. All the explosives are taken care of. And it flicks and shows her walking down the hall and she doesn't have like this expression on her face. It's kind of deadpan. But you look at it, almost got like a little devious look to her face. Like yep. you're like, wait, does she know? Does she know what's going what on? What she's doing? Mm-hmm. Like it's so it, it was a really cool way to finish the episode, mm-hmm. um, closing it out because you don't know yet if she's completely a sleeper agent or if she's like full on Cylon woke, like yeah. manipulating folks now, and right. she feels like she got away with something. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how the episode closed. Yes. I personally, how I feel about it. In comparison to 33 and the miniseries, I felt this episode slowed the show down yes. a lot. Yes, I feel the same way. It really slowed down. It slowed down a There's lot. There's not a whole lot of um, plot development. Yeah, at all. exactly. At all. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, right, I think it went back and grabbed storylines that you may have overlooked or forgotten mm-hmm. and ones that are important, the ones that will move on mm-hmm. and brought them back to the forefront. Mm-hmm. You know, so the... I think the, another thing they do is they start addressing how yeah how they how they function in space yes right because the whole the whole water thing you know yes. like how can these people how can they survive what fifty thousand people yeah um with with water so you start asking those questions in your head like wait how do they take care of all these yeah. people um and so the future episodes they kind of touch those different points too mm-hmm. and, and show you how it's possible to survive in space yeah and so like it, it was a lot of it was a lot of information mm-hmm. it was a lot of I feel like that's wasn't, what, wasn't more either. of what it was. They need, yeah, they, they had just gone away with the Cylons in the last mm-hmm. episode, so they didn't have any any battles. Yeah, There wasn't any conflict. Right. Really, not at all. It was a lot of talking, a lot mm-hmm. of information. So it was almost kind of getting people caught back up, saying mm-hmm. these are the important storylines. Yeah. Uh, Lee's PTSD mm-hmm. with that choice is going to be carrying on. His connection with the president mm-hmm. over his dad being kind of the middle of that. That yeah. is something that's going to go on. Sharon yes. and Hilo mm-hmm. is going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Boomer, and Boomer and Chief, Chief are going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And then that question, there's at least one Cylon aboard the Galactica. Who's a Cylon? Who looks like us and who's the sleeper agent? Right. We know it, Sharon. But kind of those are kind of the big storylines that are going to be going on. And this episode really kind of, it was slow. It was really slow. A lot of information. So if you might feel the lull, right, stick with it. Yes. It picks back up. It does. Um, so I have no real critiques. I don't think there was another, there was kind of a weird Grace Park moment at the very beginning. I think. Where she came on a little strong. The whole episode, she, it, she's not very dramatic. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean. The entire episode. Yeah, but there was only one that really asked her to do that outburst that she, I don't think she's really, really good at. Yeah. The most of it was kind of nuanced and it was, mm-hmm. you know, she had a really, a lot of lines. Mm-hmm. She had a, a huge part in this, this, this show and it wasn't bad. Yeah. Well, I think they're setting her up, you know, yeah. to, to her part later on down the road yeah um they're setting her up because she's a sleeper agent and, yeah you know you don't you find that out but there was no that, starbuck there was like one episode scene, yeah. and it was really wasn't really typical it was a weird really yeah scene, but yeah yeah so it was more about her it was yeah. definitely a grace park episode i think she did fine mm-hmm. um again she had one of those moments where she does the overacting thing um but i just don't think it's not in her real house but for the most part 
pretty pretty good performance. Everybody else played their roles, yeah. you know, kind of did their little yeah. things, uh, and I think she she did all right. Um, good information, kept the story moving along. Mm-hmm. Really really fun stuff. So yeah. uh, hopefully you enjoyed that breakdown. Hopefully, and uh, there'll definitely be more coming in the future. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please consider liking the video and subscribing to our video channel and podcast. And we have absolutely loved building connections with the RV community and anyone else that is interested in this lifestyle. So if you'd like to connect with us, please follow us on Instagram and YouTube at So Say We Travel or visit us at SoSayWeTravel.com. See you down the road.